loving listeners, and welcome to the season one finale of Love, Joy, and Languages, a podcast about loving languages and finding joy in learning them. I am Heidi, the host of this show, and I am really fired up for today's episode. I asked you all, the language community listeners of this show, to share your language learning wins so we can celebrate them with you here today. And you all delivered. I am so excited to share the stories that have been shared with me. So that's the theme for today, language learning wins. And I'm going to get right into it and kick this off by sharing a success story sent to me by Corey. Corey says, in Italian, I finally started learning and using the imperfetto past tense in a conversation with my tandem partner, which gave me such a great confidence boost. She goes on to say that she also realized it's okay not to strictly follow the order of the online grammar course she's been taking, that she started to skip ahead to what she wants or needs and then goes back to learn other things. And I like how she phrased it in her message to me. She said, life is not linear. Corey, that is a truth that you can confidently shout everywhere you go. It is absolutely true. But that's not all for Corey. She also recently participated in a philosophical discussion in French as the only non-native speaker in the discussion, and she says it was exhilarating because, and I'll quote her here, I connected to the others and their ideas, but could also get my deepest thoughts across in French, which mattered so much more than grammar, pronunciation, or perfect vocabulary. This is so incredible. So let's give Corey a huge round of applause. These wins are so exciting to hear. As language learners, you all know how routine and basic it can feel to learn a new verb tense. Maybe we hear it or read it at first, and in context, we can figure out at least whether it's past, present, or future tense. Maybe we can even understand if it's conditional or subjunctive. Or maybe we first learn it in a formal textbook or class setting where we see examples, study the conjugation tables, and learn some irregular verbs in that tense. But then putting what we've learned into practice that's where we really learn it, right? And it isn't easy. Testing out a new verb tense in conversation can feel really, really vulnerable. At first, we may go a little slow, running through the table in our head. Okay, first person singular, second person singular, third person singular, so on, until we get to the one we need. And if we haven't learned all the irregular verbs in that category, which, let's face it, takes a lot of time to discover, we can easily fall into mistakes that get unasked for corrections, awkward looks, or even laughter from the person we're speaking to. And yep, that's happened to me before. So I want to emphasize how proud you should be, Corey, of learning the imperfetto and putting it into practice. Then allowing yourself to skip around in your grammar course to find the things that suit you in the current conversational needs of your life, that's one of the most beneficial realizations I think we can have as self-studiers. And I certainly can't say enough how incredible it is for you to participate in the French discussion. What an amazing experience it must have been to express yourself and give your thoughts and opinions in French and as the only non-native speaker at that. You're doing an amazing job, and I'm so excited to continue following your language journeys and see more of these wins. And the next win, shared by one of my listeners, is from Kenny of Something Polyglot, who I've mentioned several times throughout the season because he's also one of my Italian teachers on italki. Kenny shared with me that in Catalan conversations, his tutor no longer has to verbalize when he makes mistakes. Instead, the tutor can do nothing more than give a facial expression, and Kenny can consistently self-correct. He identifies and fixes his errors on his own as he speaks. 
this is huge. This is such a major accomplishment. Well done, Kenny. This celebratory moment is for you. So, Kenny, I think what I'm most excited about in your win is that it's something many of us would overlook or probably actually do overlook. It's one thing to correct your own mistake when someone else points it out to you, but being able to identify what you've said, remember what you said, realize it, and identify a mistake, and then be able to correct it, and then move the conversation forward is such a real marker of progress. And one of the things that's most inspiring to me about Kenny's win here is that he's a teacher of languages. He's a professional in languages. He speaks, I don't even know, so many languages fluently, very advanced, and he teaches many of them. Yet he's so grounded in the student position that he can still see that wins like this are totally worth celebrating. It doesn't matter how many languages you speak or at what level, there's always something to celebrate. I love this win so much because it's not one of those things that we really set as a goal, right? I don't think I've ever set it as a goal to recognize my own mistakes and change them. But Kenny is so good at seeing this as progress and seeing and feeling how important this change is in his Catalan. And I have no doubt that it's bound to help other listeners recognize this type of achievement as something worth celebrating. So well done, Kenny. And thank you so much for sharing this part of your journey. One area of my life I've talked about a lot in this season is the intersection of language learning and parenting. As someone who's acquiring languages at the same time my kids are learning them in our local community, it's difficult to find a balance in there with the right resources and support for sharing in the languages. In the beginning of my expat journey, this was one of the loneliest areas of my life. I still felt alone because everyone else I knew who was sharing languages with their kids were already fluent in that language, having been raised bilingual themselves or having reached an advanced level prior to having children. I didn't know anyone else Even as an expat surrounded by other expats, I didn't know anyone else trying to learn the language at the same time as their kids. And these next two wins were shared with me as a result of seeking out community where I've been able to find parents of all types, of all languages, at all stages in their language journeys, sharing languages with their kids. Penny is a mom who reached out to me on Instagram, and she said that recently, her young children, ages two and five, asked to watch the TV show Bluey in Mandarin Chinese. And this is a really, really exciting win as a parent. I am so, so happy for you, Penny. So first, let's give you a round of applause. Seeing this kind of curiosity and interest in children is proof that your efforts to share your passion for languages and interest in Mandarin Chinese are inspiring for your kids. It is clear that Penny, who lives in Australia and has studied Chinese for years, is taking opportunities to share this language with her children, even though it isn't a main language in their home or in their community. There isn't a need to learn it. And for those reasons, it can be really difficult to make the effort to share our learned languages with our children. It's so motivating to know other parents are sharing their languages with their kids. And when we can see these moments, when the kids ask for languages themselves, when they show any spark of an interest, we see these moments as hope and validation that our efforts are worthwhile. 
And sharing that with us today, Penny, helps strengthen the community of parents sharing languages with our kids. You are doing an incredible job, and it's going to be thrilling to see how this language relationship flourishes. Our next parenting win comes from Nina. Nina says, I'm trying to speak more German to my children. If I know it in German, I say it. Sometimes it requires me to think the whole sentence in my head before I speak, but that pause is actually gratifying. I'm encouraged when I realize I know it. And that, Nina, is a huge win worth celebrating. Nina shared her language and parenting journey with us in episode 12 of this podcast, so go back and give it a listen if you haven't already. One of the things that Nina and I have in common is that we're expats living in Germany, and our children are going to the local schools, so we're learning the language alongside them. We've all experienced speaking anxiety or hesitation on some level as we acquire a new language, right? Yet we also know that more exposure to the language will help all of us, parents and children alike, in our language learning. It takes a lot of intention and earnestness to speak a new language at home with your kids who are learning alongside you, but in a different environment and in a different way. It's amazing to be able to speak at home, work through the vulnerability of making mistakes around your kids, and also show them support for their own journeys. This is a win that is absolutely worth celebrating, Nina, and it's wonderful to share this for our listeners out there who are doing this as well. And Nina has another win to share. And that is that she's been more consistent with learning German, and also she's been revisiting Japanese, which she's had to put on the back burner a bit to focus on German. And I love that she shared this win especially because it's so easy for us to get stuck in a one-track mind. It's so easy to just be in routine and not stop to realize that you're doing it. You're routinely learning your language, and that's a huge hurdle and a really important accomplishment. It's also easy to focus hard on one language and start feeling down about letting the other slip, whether it's intentional or not. We don't want the time, effort, and connection we've made with another language to feel pointless when we have to take time away from it. So getting back into Japanese, Nina, and being excited about that, celebrating it, is such a positive way to reconnect and not let the guilt or frustration creep in. So well done, friend. I'm so happy to be able to share your success today. The next listener I'm celebrating with today is Faye, who's been such a positive encourager for the show. Faye participated in the Face the Avoidance Challenge I hosted back in May, and she says that during that challenge, she booked a French lesson on italki, had the lesson, and enjoyed it. And since then, she's also started speaking French with her toddler, who now understands some simple words and phrases. So let's give Faye a huge round of applause. Facing the things we've been avoiding, whether in language learning or any part of our lives, is so difficult. And I think it's usually because we're trying to avoid more negative feelings, vulnerabilities, more so than the actual task. We avoid speaking because we don't want to make mistakes or look unintelligent. We avoid flashcards or grammar books or language courses we've signed up for because we don't like the feelings of failure when we don't remember or when we get something wrong. So Faye, facing this thing you were avoiding, facing speaking your language, is not something to take lightly. And I'm so happy that you decided to share this with our listeners so we can all celebrate with you and be inspired to face something of our own. 
And then taking it a step further to start speaking with your toddler is really encouraging. Giving children a foundation of language discovery and opening up their worlds in this way is something to be so proud of. You're doing awesome, and I'm eager to continue following your journey and see where you and your family go with the French language. And speaking of French, that brings me to the final language learning win that I get the pleasure of sharing today, and that is from Lisa, who reached out to me on Instagram and said that she just celebrated the one-year anniversary of a weekly French group that she started in her city. She says her French has improved so much as the result of three hours of weekly chit-chat, and she's also made some wonderful friends. Wow, Lisa, this is so exciting. So right now, we are celebrating you and your accomplishments. (laughs) Starting your own language group takes a lot of guts, to be honest. Putting yourself out there to bring people together, practicing your language, not knowing if you'll really be able to connect, and then, of course, putting yourself in a position every week to make mistakes and work through them in conversation with others. This is no small feat, and it's wonderful to know that you are celebrating this and that you decided to share it with our listeners as well. Lisa's experience is a testament to how languages can cultivate community and friendship, and also that consistent practice makes us better. Making friends and improving your French is incredible, Lisa, and I'm so proud of you, and I hope others are inspired to consider joining or starting their own local language groups as well. Now, before I move on to some of my own wins that I want to share today, I'm going to give one more huge round of applause to Corey, Kenny, Penny, Nina, Faye, and Lisa, who shared their wins with us today, and also to you, my other listeners. You all have a language learning win to be celebrated, something to be proud of, and even though I don't have your name or your story, I know you're doing some amazing things, and this one is for you. Now I'm going to wrap up the season finale with a few of my own recent language learning wins. I want to add to the incredible stories already shared today because I want to make sure that you all leave this season with a sense of your own wins. The more successes we share with each other, the more successes we realize we have. So I have two of my own wins to share today, one in each of my languages. The first is with my German. Last week, I picked up my son from kindergarten after a special event they had, and there were a lot of parents standing around talking, but I didn't know anyone because we usually don't all pick up our kids at the same time, so I don't really have a daily built-in opportunity to meet other parents. But as we were standing there, sort of huddled together, another mom asked me in German, whose mom I am. When I responded with my son's name, she said in German, Oh, you understand me. We live in a small town, and my son is the only English-speaking child in a kindergarten, so everyone at least knows of us and know we're English speakers. And it felt really good to have this woman acknowledge, even if surprised, that I understood what she had said in German. And we chatted for another minute, which I don't do often enough, so I just walked away from that conversation feeling extra proud that I can do what I can in this language that my work is paying off and at least being able to understand, not feel anxious when someone else speaks to me unexpectedly, not freeze, and also to show the people in the community that I'm not here to just take up space in my English-speaking life, consuming the culture and experience. It's important to me to do my part to give back to the community, become a part of our town, and forge positive bonds between our two cultures. 
And for me, the language is one of the best ways of showing this. So this was a really big deal for me, and it's definitely a win worth celebrating. And my next success that I want to talk about is with Italian. This past week, I finished up all my italki lessons, so I have no open packages taunting me over the summer. So in a five-day span, I had two conversation lessons with one of my tutors. And each of these lessons resulted in something to celebrate, and for very different reasons. The first one, I started the conversation by telling her that I watched a movie, a grown-up movie, not a cartoon, in Italian with Italian subtitles. So that's another win, really. That was my first full, not-for-kids Italian movie. And it was really exciting that with the subtitles, I could completely follow along everything that was going on. But anyway, I was so proud of myself. But being a good teacher, she asked me what the movie was about. She asked about the storyline and about various characters. She then asked what types of movies I enjoy, what types of characters I like the most in films. She asked if I were into theater, if I would prefer to be an actress or a director, and why. And of course, I was not prepared. I could have anticipated her asking me about the movie I watched, but I hadn't taken the time to think about it in Italian. And that deeper discussion was challenging. You can imagine the type of vocabulary and verb usage I needed in order to answer her questions. And on the one hand, I felt a little bit defeated after that lesson. Not because I couldn't do it or made mistakes or relied on English. Not for the usual reasons. But because it was hard. And then I realized it was hard. And I did it. The conversation was rough with a lot of slow points, a lot of working through sentences and thoughts, working around vocabulary I didn't have, but I did it. She understood me and responded conversationally. And every time I did switch to English to complete a thought, she allowed me to work through the Italian before giving me the words. So that was a really successful lesson. It's just a taste of the more detailed and complex conversations that I want to have. So now it's just a matter of continuing to practice and expose myself to this. And the second lesson I had with the same woman a few days later wasn't as complex, but I realized during the lesson that she had a lot fewer corrections. This particular tutor converses with me, and after I've completed a thought, then she'll provide any corrections. But... Even later, when I thought, I'm probably just remembering wrong, I was able to go back through the notes she sent me, and there are definitely fewer mistakes than usual. And only twice during that 30-minute conversation did I switch to English to get a thought out, and then again, she allowed me to work through the Italian myself instead of giving it to me. And something that felt really amazing was that I wasn't worried about translating exactly what I'd said in English, which is something I've tried doing a lot of in the past. I want to be able to express myself in the exact same way that I express myself in English. But this time, I just tried finding good enough words in Italian that got the entire point across, that said the same thing without using the same words. And it was so much less stressful, and I found that my words came faster too. What a huge win! And an amazing final session before taking a summer break from conversation lessons. I am really proud of this work. It makes me feel like I'm right on the cusp of a huge breakthrough with Italian, and it's leaving me really motivated to continue accessing the language through the summer and see how much and in what ways I've improved as I go back to conversation lessons in a few months. And now, season one of this podcast is coming to an end. I hope today has been inspirational to all of you. It certainly has been for me. I want to give a special thanks to Corey, Kenny, Penny, Nina Faye, and Lisa for reaching out to me and sharing your wins with our community of language learners here at Love, Joy, and Languages. 
it's really exciting to see what others are doing and what you're accomplishing. Because this is the last episode of the season, and I'll be taking a couple months off for summer break and family time, I want to thank each and every one of you as well. As listeners of my show, you have kept me going. I started this podcast as a way to share my story and all the language learning thoughts I have in my head, and I am humbled by the response. You all are so encouraging, and without your support, this season wouldn't have been quite a success. And that's what I'm calling it. I feel like it's been a huge success. And I really can't wait to come back in September with season two. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it, so when I do come back for the next season, you don't miss out. And if you haven't already, please rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to it to help me reach more listeners and grow our community that I feel like we're building here. Also, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter if you don't already, and I'll be posting more about our summer of languages and about the next season. And finally, in the show notes today, I'm going to leave the Instagram accounts to all of those who shared their language learning wins with me so you all can follow them and follow their journeys. I'll also leave my Instagram and Twitter names so you can follow me if you want. And again, I'm going to leave links for some of my absolute favorite language learning podcasts, including a couple in Italian and German that I listen to, so you don't miss out on all the wisdom being shared across the language learning community. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart for being so amazing this season. I hope you have a wonderful, safe, and fun language-filled summer. And until next time, ciao!